This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. It's been said that a dream is a wish your heart makes. But what happens when you entrust your dream to a charismatic but shady leader? That's the premise of Disney's latest animated movie, Wish. Wish is a musical fantasy that stars Ariana DeBose as an idealist who goes head-to-head with Chris Pine's selfish king, someone she once believed would enrich her community. There are catchy songs, cute-talking animals, and a few heartfelt moments. In other words, the Disney blueprint. I'm Stephen Thompson. And I'm Aisha Harris. And today we're talking about Wish on Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Support for NPR comes from ADP. Say you own a business, then suddenly a solar flare adds an extra hour to each day. Would you add an extra shift, shift office hours, install those weird sleeping pod things? You can try to figure it out on your own or just get ADP. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to help your business take on the next anything, even unexplainable cosmic events that end up granting humanity an extra hour a day. ADP, always designing for people. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Mattress Firm. How do you sleep at night? Mattress Firm can help anyone sleep at night. Mattress Firm's sleep experts receive 200-plus hours of training annually to help you get your best rest. Upgrade your sleep with a Tempur-Pedic mattress made with a -a one-of-a-kind, infinitely adaptable temper material for exceptional support to help alleviate aches and pains. Get matched at Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale and sleep at night. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. We Were the Lucky Ones is the true story of one Jewish family's struggle to survive and reunite after being separated at the start of World War II. The series is for your Emmy consideration in all categories, including Outstanding Limited Series and Outstanding Lead Actress and Actor in a Limited Series for Joey King and Logan Lerman. For more information, visit fyc.hulu.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Squarespace. Kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI, generating instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. No matter the placement, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Use code HAPPYHOUR to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It is just Stephen and I today, so let's get right to these wishes, of which there are many (laughs) in this film. (laughs) So Wish takes place on the fictional European island of Rosas. It's led by King Magnifico, who is voiced by Chris Pine. The island's tradition goes a little like this. On every citizen's 18th birthday, they present one wish to the king, who keeps each wish individually sealed away in a magical orb. The catch is that as soon as the wish is given away, it's forgotten by the wisher. The only way to recall it is for Magnifico to grant it during a special ceremony, which only happens about once a month. Asha, voiced by Ariana DeBose, is on the cusp of her 18th birthday and eager to snag the highly coveted position of King's Apprentice. She hopes the job will finally get her grandfather Sabino's lifelong wish granted. He's just turned 100 years old. He's been waiting a very long time. And he's voiced by Victor Garber. 
Now, after she learns Magnifico has no intention of granting his wish or the wishes of most of the people of Rosa's, she's devastated. A cosmic interference from an adorable star in the sky gives her the inspiration to take back the people's wishes and fight against Magnifico with the help of her friends and animal sidekicks. Wish is in theaters now. So, Stephen, uh, Disney is positioning this whole movie as a component of its centennial celebration. Actually, in the trailer, it reads, A Story, A Century in the Making. Oh, and it features references throughout this movie to, like, plenty of classics from the Disney vault, including Mary Poppins, Bambi, Peter Pan. So my question for you to kick this off is, you know, does this feel like a fresh spin on Disney's well-trod theme around wishes and magic? Or... I don't know. Is the company straining too hard to remind audiences of its legacy with this movie? The company is straining too hard. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> Look, I I enjoyed Wish. I think that it's a sweet film. It's a cute film. It is not overly complicated. Mm. As much as, you know, when you start talking about anthropomorphic stars and you kind of start to write down the rules of the game and the, the king takes the wishes and the wishes are sealed in orbs and the people, like, it might sound convoluted, but it's really not. It's a pretty straightforward fairy tale. It is an original Disney fairy tale. And Disney's making a big yeah. production of the fact that, like, mm. this is new. This is a new fairy tale. This is not based on some, you know, old property or some grim fairy tale or whatever. This is this is ours. This is fresh. This is original. Yeah. But it's a composite sketch of a lot of Disney ideas. Yeah. And, and it's kind of presented as such, yeah. especially near the end. There really is this sense of, like, there's almost a little bit of a meta feeling to it where it's like a commentary on Disney movies. The fact that Disney has built so much of its lore around the idea of like a dream is a wish your heart makes and uh, when you wish upon a star, like yeah. that reverberates in the movie. Like the movie's very aware of it. Yes. But yes. I wish, I wish, my wish sealed in a, in a, <laughs> in a little orb is that they, that they thought a little bit more about their central idea. Mm. Cause I, I found myself for a, a big chunk of it, especially as she is kind of motivated to take action and she has her big, big I wish song, which is called This Wish. <laughs> I found myself in the theater thinking like, what is she so mad about? My fear is fine. <laughs> you think she should be complacent, Stephen? Come on. I don't think it does enough to set up its own stakes. Like they established like this place is this beautiful island. It's welcoming to all who come to move there. And I'm like, you know what? This society seems to be working fine. <laughs> so I don't know that it like the stakes ever feel heavy enough. Mm. I come back to this idea like I just don't know that they thought through their own premise enough. Yeah. There's this promise of a real of real insight mm. into this story that I felt was was missing. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I liked this a little bit more than you did, but I see your point in part because I find it very interesting that Disney, all of the sort of lead up to this, the the splashy profiles and interviews that I have seen really like hone in on the idea like this is the hundredth anniversary, this is us looking back to our past and also looking to the future. And one of them even talks about like how there's representation and you, you know, you have like a protagonist of color who's a woman and she has beautiful, dark, long braids. Like, yes, that's great. But I was watching this movie the whole entire time and I was like, mm -hmm. this is Disney doing 
similar to what it did with Zootopia, which also had kind of, uh, iffy, if you think about it too hard, it kind of falls apart, like uh, references to actual things that are happening in society. <laughs> this movie is clearly an allegory, I thought, for the last, I don't know, six, seven years. If you think about politicians, the first time I was able to vote was the first time Obama ran for president. And I remember being, you know, uh-huh. 19, 20-year-old, very excited about the world and saying like, oh man, I can finally cast my vote. And I feel like these wishes are like votes. And it's like, I'm going to cast my vote and I'm going to have a say. And then the politician takes it and then does nothing with it. Uh This is what I was seeing with this movie. And it really hammers at home in part because when you think about Magnifico and the way he's uh, depicted, he feels threatened by the fact that other people can now do magic. He's like, whoa. He literally says, I think I'm being threatened. Mm. Uh, And then there's another part where he's like, you need to praise me for my benevolence. Like, there's all these things about what it means to, like, put your faith in politics and how politicians often just, like, they don't live up to their promise. They make empty promises. Was this obvious to you or was it just me? Yeah. And and, and it's, it is interesting that, like, you make this wish on your 18th birthday. The 18th birthday. Again, voting. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing that subtext now. Yes. Yeah, and the fact that it's a wish you make on your 18th birthday, I feel like my wish would have been, like, I want a Pontiac Fiero. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and And it's also, like, wouldn't you have multiple wishes? Like, no one has just one wish, right? Yeah. There is this interesting idea of, like, the big catch being that you forget your wish. Right. You have, like, made your wish and kind of sealed up and then taken away from you. And for the rest of your life, if that wish isn't granted, you never know what you wished for. Mm -hmm. Like, there are some interesting ideas about what kind of holes that would leave in your life, depending on what the wish might be. Yeah. Does that change your approach to the subject? If you wish for peace do you forget to pursue peace like to me there were deeper there were deeper ideas that i thought they were going to maybe delve into that they never do yeah the only other case i will make for my this is allegory for being a jaded <laughs> young person <laughs> voting in this country <laughs> is the fact that queen amaya uh, the king's wife who's voiced by angelique cabral she has to come to accepting or like wrestling with oh my god how do i deal with this husband who suddenly turned into this like man i didn't know again mm. feeling very like January 6th, what are we doing? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, so we have this sort of maybe not as well executed or fully thought out premise. But what do we make of the songs? Because this is a musical. It's a 90-minute movie, and there are lots of songs here. Mm -hmm. It feels like we're kind of returning to the Frozen era, you know? Like, it's not just a couple of songs here and there. It's like this, and we got Encanto. I mean, Stephen famously... You you had thoughts about Encanto when it came out. Famously misjudged. Underestimated (laughs) the power of We Don't Talk About Bruno. Yes, I sure did. Lin-Manuel was not involved with this, uh, although you'd be surprised. These are Julia Michaels and Benjamin Rice. Yes, yes. (sighs) You know, I I think Encanto has broken my ability to (laughs) discern what songs are going to catch on with the public and and which aren't. Yeah. So I'm very hesitant to be like, man, nobody's going to remember any of these songs because I have been extremely wrong about Disney before. The songs to me felt pretty by the numbers. Yeah. Disney's 
efforts to kind of push back on its own formulas are always so incremental. Mm -hmm. This is certainly the last movie that is trying to, you know, break any Disney molds. So the songs feel pretty rote. You know, the King has big, like, Oh, you know, you will respect my authority type songs. And she's like, I want more. (laughs) 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 And, And the songs to me, none of them broke through beyond kind of Disney formulas. I I agree that they were kind of formulaic in a way, but I also liked it. Like, I was just kind of moved by it, and I think part of it was the interpretation, especially of Ariana DeBose. I think there's something really special about her and her ability to perform that I think shines through the animation, mm. especially on the I Wish song. <sighs> it kind of has that familiar... Again, Lin-Manuel patter, even though Lin-Manuel is not involved. (laughs) I've come to expect it, but also I kind of appreciated it. Let's actually hear a little bit from this wish. Look, is it giving big How Far I'll Go vibes? Sure. Obviously. But, like, am I a sucker for it? Yes. It's also got a little bit of Taylor Swift. Well, Julia Michaels especially, she's, like, firmly in the pop world because she's, like, she's worked with Selena Gomez, Shawn Mendes. So, like, this is, like, what I would expect. And I think, you know, kids especially will just be used to kind of hearing this music. So I, Mm -hmm. I could see it resonating with some kids in a way um, that maybe you or I as adults are kind of just used to. Are you suggesting this movie was not written for 51-year-old <laughs> men? Well, actually, I'd suggest that it, like Disney usually does, it's trying to appeal to all ages, especially considering that, like, how many kids now are, like, sure. I don't know how many five-year-olds are watching Snow White right now. Um, <laughs> but who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I liked the music, and I, I also think I might return to the soundtrack again. I wasn't into it. Like, I had a smile on my face. I thought some of the melodies and the harmony are really, really beautiful. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's funny because I'm sitting here and and it's very easy with a film like this, especially when you're comparing it to the that massive Disney legacy, to sit there and compare it to the absolute greatest moments in in Disney history. And does it live up to those moments? And is this going to? Yeah, I would never. Is do this that. going yeah. to be for today's young people what the Little Mermaid was for us, or, what, or whatever? Mm. That's probably the wrong scale to judge it on. I think it is a charming and diverting. 90 minute it doesn't feel bloated it doesn't get boring it's like a perfectly lively and and pleasant disney film yeah i i wanted moments of transcendence everybody wants moments of transcendence but i mostly was like oh that's cute yeah the the magical star looks like jigglypuff it, it looks like jigglypuff but also like the star in super, <laughs> in mario, super mario brothers yes. <laughs> <laughs> That, that'll be, you'll, I'm sure they're already in Disney parks and stores now for oh you gosh. to purchase the little plush thingies. Sure. I mean, speaking of animation, I do want to shout out that, like, I do think that this is one of the better animated Disney films of the last few years. Um, I thought it was really beautiful and kind of re- a return to form because mm-hmm. the directors, Chris Buck and Fawn uh, Vera Sunthorn, they actually used hand-drawn animation alongside the CGI characters. So, like, mm-hmm. Asha and, like, Magnifico were CGI, but then, like, the backgrounds are hand-drawn. And mm-hmm. you can tell. Like, it looks lush. It looks more lived in. It doesn't feel quite as, like sharp and crisp as we've come to expect so many of these films to look. And I loved that sort of 
throwback look. Mm-hmm. Especially the night scenes, it just really, really captured yeah. um, this uh, old school look that I loved. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, even misbegotten recent Disney, like Strange World, mm-hmm. is incredible to look at. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, I don't want to tear down other recent Disney, but I do think it does have less of that that CG crispness yeah. th- that a lot of the, their animation has had in recent years. It does have it does feel a little bit like a throwback in a certain way, and that's very very much by design. Right, and, and look, Disney Disney doesn't make. I don't think they've made bad looking movies. I just think we've gotten so used to seeing this like very, very bright, like highly saturated mm-hmm. colors. And, and, you know, Elemental is a great example of that, which I think was also like a stunning, visually stunning movie. But it was nice to see sort of a, something that felt a little less, I don't want to say sterile, but like real to touch. It's like natural effects versus CGI. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know, Stephen. I think I might watch this movie again. <laughs> And just try not to think too hard about all the the various thematic plot holes. Yeah, I think my willingness to wholeheartedly recommend this film depends a little bit on the context and the stakes. I think if this were dropping directly to Disney Plus, I'd be like, yeah, give it 90 minutes. You're fa- gather around the family. Yeah. You'll like it. It's great. Yeah. I don't know if I would gather up the whole family and plunk down 60 bucks to to, to see it in theaters, um, I, you know, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, if you've, if you've already seen it at theaters, I'm, I'm sure uh, – I hope that your kids had a good time. And if you haven't yet, I think, you know, why not? What else are we going to watch? I mean – The kids the kids don't want to see Napoleon? <laughs> Well, we want to know what you think about Wish. Find us at facebook.com slash PCHH. That brings us to the end of our show. Stephen Thompson, thanks so much for being here. I hope your wishes come true. Oh, and yours too. (laughs) I'm going to get that Fiero. (laughs) (laughs) This episode was produced by Hafsa Fatima and edited by Jessica Reedy and Mike Katzif. Hello, Come In provides our theme music. Thanks so much for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. I'm Aisha Harris, and we'll see you all tomorrow. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. On the TED Radio Hour, researcher Sasha Lucioni says AI can help us find climate solutions. But just training the technology itself uses a ton of energy. Training ChatGPT, for instance, emits as much carbon as five cars in their lifetime. Tech's climate conundrum. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR.